Today on the show, uh, Brett Kavanaugh has sided with liberal justices to protect Planned Parenthood funding. Meanwhile, Republicans never did defund Planned Parenthood like they said they would. What should this tell us? What message is being sent to us? Also, we'll take a look at the top 20 most dangerous jobs in America, and we'll look at which gender tends to do those jobs. Maybe it will tell us something about the wage gap. All of that coming up on The Matt Walsh Show today. Well, it's not a surprise. Uh, it's not a surprise, but it's no less outrageous, no less of a bad omen of things to come that uh, Kavanaugh joined the liberal justices on the Supreme Court yesterday to uh, block a case that could have given states the right to defund Planned Parenthood. Kavanaugh, Roberts, and the liberals, uh, but I guess I maybe am repeating myself there, left in place two lower court opinions that said that states violate federal law when they terminate Medicaid contracts with Planned Parenthood affiliates. Um, now, only four justices are needed to grant a hearing on a case because that's all that was at stake here was just let's let let's let's give them a hearing. Let's let's uh, let's look at this case. So Kavanaugh could have been the decisive vote in that case. Um, it's not as though the game was already set because of Roberts. So Kavanaugh just joined him for PR purposes. I heard someone said that on Twitter. They said, well, maybe it was just because Roberts was already doing that and it didn't matter. No, they, you only need four. You only need four to agree to, to, to give a hearing on something. So his, um, his vote was decisive and he sided with the liberals. It's, it is now very hard to see Kavanaugh voting to overturn Roe. Uh, it, it, it was already, and there were those of us who warned of this back when he was nominated, that um, it was already far from a slam dunk that he would vote to overturn Roe. But now at this point, um, it's it's really hard to see it. It's hard to see him even allowing a case like that to be heard in the first place. Because I think sometimes people forget that in order for, for Roe, in order for there to be a, a vote on Roe, um, First, you have to have a case challenging Roe that makes it all, its, way, its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. And then the Supreme Court justices have to agree to hear it in the first place. We know that the liberal justices would never agree to it. Um, and now I think we've got a pretty good idea of where Roberts and Kavanaugh would fall on that. And this isn't even an abortion rights case. Abortion rights. I put scare quotes around that. This is just a case about the rights of individuals to not have their tax money go to abortion conglomerates. Um, theoretically, a, a pro-abortion person, if they cared at all about liberty, and I know that if you care about liberty, you're not going to be pro-abortion, but if there was anyone who pretends to be more libertarian-minded, but for some reason doesn't understand how that concept, how that principle should extend to the unborn, they should still be in favor of allowing states to defund, because that's what this is all about. This, isn't, this is about, should Planned Parenthood, that um, business that earns over a billion dollars or that is that's worth over a billion dollars should it continue to receive funds from the state so we know where Kavanaugh stands on that meanwhile the uh, the new congress with the democrat controlled house will be taking over in january i think their first uh, i think they'll be in session on january 3rd i believe and guess what hasn't gotten done well, a lot of things haven't gotten done, actually. The wall, for one. There's no wall. Um, Obamacare is still in place. The budget isn't balanced. 
fiscal responsibility was not established. But on top of that list, on top of that extensive list of failures, I think at the very top of that list is going to be the fact that Planned Parenthood was never defunded. And it's actually, it's not enough to say that Planned Parenthood was never defunded. It's, it's actually a lot worse than that. Um, the truth is, the truth is that Planned Parenthood was actively funded. It wasn't just not defunded. It was funded. The choice was made by this Republican Congress to, it was made again and again and again to actively fund Planned Parenthood. And that choice was also signed off by the president. So it really seems like Planned Parenthood will never be defunded. This institution that kills 330,000 humans a year will continue to be funded by the government. And do you know why? I think you must know why. Because there is no pro-life party. There, there, isn't, there isn't even a pro-liberty party. Because you only need to be in favor of liberty. Like I said, you could be lukewarm on life. You could say, eh, take it or leave it. Life, I don't know. But if you care about freedom, if you care about economic freedom, let's say, because if you care about freedom in general, then obviously you're going to care about life because you can't have freedom without life. But let's say you're, you're uh, one of those socially liberal types, but you, you, you claim to care about economic freedom. Well, in that case, you would say, or you should say, if you really are economic, if you care about economic freedom, you would say it's obviously tyrannical to force people to fund this, this company, this company that half of the country detests and loathes and wants nothing to do with. So we don't have a party that cares about any of that. We don't have a party that cares about that cares about pro-life. We don't have a party that cares about economic freedom. Um, which is why we gave it control of the entire government and it couldn't even get this job done. Instead, we get Planned Parenthood funding and we get a Supreme Court justice who won't even let us hear a case that might defund it. I think we need to understand something else if we if we don't already understand this. For most Republicans, okay, abortion and Planned Parenthood and all of the issues attached to it, abortion and all that means, it is a great issue for them. Issue, okay, for Republicans. It's not a problem that they want to get rid of. It's not an evil to them. It is an issue. And it's great because it can be used to convince people to vote for them. But if abortion ever goes away or Planned Parenthood funding ever goes away, then they no longer have that issue anymore. Now, in a, in a sense, they do because they could argue that, well, the other guys want to re reinstate these things. So you got to put us in to stop them. But that are, that's never as strong as being able to say, there's this terrible thing happening. We need to get rid of it. And we're the only ones who will do that. So they have... They want this. They have this issue. They want it. It is it is advantageous to them. They could care less about the content of the issue. They could care less about solving any problem. They don't. They could care less about stopping it. Worse than that, they don't want to stop it. They want the issue. And if that much isn't clear to you by now, I, I don't know what will ever make it clear. There are some exceptions to this rule. You know, this is this is not true of of. Um, of every Republican necessarily, but it is true of most of them. They don't care about this. And, um, 
that's why I don't see any changes in the, in the near future. I don't see any way that any of this changes in the near future. And if we can't get, you know, if we, if we can't get Planned Parenthood defunding with a Republican Senate and Republican House and, uh, and a Republican president and two Republican, two recent Republican appointees, supposedly, um, five conservative Supreme, Supreme Court justices, supposedly, if, if we, if we can't get it done that way, we can't get it done through the judiciary. We can't get it done through, um, through Congress. Then how's it going to happen? I don't see it happening. At a certain point, we need to figure out as pro-lifers how and when and if we are ever going to hold these people accountable. You know, when, when are we ever going to hold them accountable? Because they never do what they say they're going to do. And then, um, and then we say, oh, we're going to hold you accountable for this come election time. But then they say, no, you can't hold us accountable because if you do that, then the other guys might get in there and they're definitely not going to do what you want them to do. So you might as well roll the dice on us. We're your best chance. Well, I don't even think they're that anymore. You know, the problem with the problem with uh, conservatives and, and pro-lifers, especially, but conservatives in general, is that we are we are crumb eaters. We eat the crumbs that are thrown to us. We, we're satisfied with whatever little crumbs are thrown to us by the people that we elect and put in power and that we support with our votes. We, we are satisfied with. So even now, everything that I'm saying right now, I know there are people who are going to say, well, well, yeah, but we got tax cuts. Yeah, you know, we, we didn't defund Planned Parenthood. We didn't get rid of Obamacare. Uh, we don't have the wall. Uh, you know, there's no fiscal responsibility. We still got the uh, massive deficits. But but we got we got tax cuts, right? And we, um, you know, reduced regulations here and there. Okay, great. Fantastic. That's that's awesome. I'm and I'm very happy about that. We got we got tax cuts and reduced regulations. I'm not saying that stuff isn't important, but that's easy. Any Republican will do that. That's 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 nothing. For considering all of the power that Republicans had for for two years, they controlled the entire government, and this is what we get: a tax cut bill and reduce a few regulations, and people are happy with that. You're satisfied. With that, all of the the major, um, important, significant things that we put them in there to do, they are not, did not, have not done. Repeal Obamacare, didn't happen. Get the wall done, didn't, it's not even beginning to happen. Um, uh, Defund Planned Parenthood, not happening. And oh yeah, get us conser- get us Supreme Court justices that are actual constitutionalists and actual conservatives. Give yeah you know, that too. And apparently, it's looking like that didn't happen either. So it is a huge failure on all of these fronts. But we're supposed to be happy because of tax cuts. And it, it and what boggles my mind is that some conservatives apparently are happy with that. That's nothing. That is nothing. We need to start demanding a lot more and expecting a lot more and holding people accountable when it doesn't happen. All right. Um, 
Here's something interesting. Mark Perry, an economics professor, shared, uh, shared something on his Twitter yesterday. It's from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, and it lists the top 20 most dangerous jobs based on fatal injury per 100,000 workers. I want to read, um, hold on, I got to pull this up. I'm going to read some of these to you. Uh, these are the most dangerous jobs in America, um, the, the most recent tally, anyway, of the most dangerous jobs in America. So we have um, number one, logging workers. That is 95% male. So I want you to, as I, as I read these jobs, um, I want you to notice if there's anything that, you know, that they all have in common. So number one, logging workers, the most, the most dangerous, the most fatal job in, a, in America, 95% male. Fishing workers, 99.9% male. Number three, aircraft pilots, 94.8% male. And as someone with a fear of flying, the fact that aircraft pilot is the third most dangerous job in America makes me extremely uncomfortable. Uh, number four, roofers, 91.4% male. Um, refuse collectors, uh, 98% male. Truck drivers, 94% male. Iron and steel workers, um, 98% male. Farmers and ranchers, 75% male. Agricultural workers, 79% male. And then it goes on, and then the 20th most dangerous job is mining, and that is 99.9% male. So I bring this up just so that this is something that you could keep in mind when people complain about the supposed, uh, the supposed wage gap, a wage gap that all but disappears, of course, when you look at comparable jobs and comparable levels of skill and education, et cetera. Um, the way they get that wage gap figure, the 75, 75 cents on the dollar that women make or whatever it is, the way they get it is to broadly compare all men in the workforce to all women without at all accounting for the actual jobs being done. So the 75 cents on a dollar figure is, of course, meaningless. But if you are wondering where it comes from, this should give you an idea. Uh, if you were wondering, you know, okay, fine, we're not we're not taking into account the jobs they're doing, the skill level, training, any of that, uh, hours worked, that doesn't take into account. But still, there is this difference when you lump everything together. So why do we have that difference? It's because men do the more dangerous, the more physically demanding jobs, and they are rewarded accordingly. For comparison's sake, there are some jobs that are dominated by women. So according to USA Today, here are some of the jobs that are dominated by women. Um, public relations specialist, um, social and community service manager, production planning and expediting clerks, parking enforcement workers, technical writers, um, non-farm animal caretakers, fabric and apparel pattern makers, writers and authors, opticians, uh, bakers, Graders and sorters, public relations managers, pharmacists, natural science managers, and veterinarians. That is the number one uh, female-dominated field. So those are all jobs that require skill. Those are uh, most of them important jobs. But none of them are dangerous. Um, none of them are anywhere near as physically demanding. And so this tells us why this difference exists, on top of other reasons too. Men tend to work more hours as well. Um, 
men are more willing to work overtime. Men are more willing to work on weekends. I think I also read that men are more willing to travel, uh, you know, further for a job. And that goes down to, it's it's just a matter of priorities. You know, women tend to prioritize other things like their families and their relationship. And that's good. That's a positive thing. It's good that women um, value those. I think men, as men, we should value those things more than a lot of us apparently do. But uh, not to say that people who, who work a lot of hours don't value their families, but I'm saying, you know, it, 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 speaking generally, men tend to put more of a value on sort of career ambition and succeeding in the job, and women tend to put more value on the family. And the thing is, the family is the more important thing, so they've got that one right. And men are simply more willing to work these jobs. If you look at how dominated these fields are by men, logging, uh, fishing, mining. Mining is a 99.9% male job. It also, you know, it, it pays pretty well most of the time. But why is it 99.9% male? Is it 99.9% male because women are excluded? Because women are getting, you know, you've got a whole bunch of women that just really want to work in the mines, but they aren't, um, they aren't, they aren't allowed to. Long haul truck drivers. That's a, uh, a 94% male occupation? Is it because all these women are clamoring to be long-haul truck drivers, but they aren't allowed to? Or is it just that women, for the most part, have no interest at all in doing those jobs? I think that's the reason. And so that's why they aren't paid the same. All right, last but not least, um, some sad news. One of the great power couples um, in the world today is splitting up. And I hate to have to tell you this. According to the Irish Post, an Irish woman who married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate claims that the couple has now split up. Amanda Teague um, married a Haitian pirate named Jack earlier this year. I don't know if you remember hearing that story. It was a great, it was at the time anyway, it was a great uh, romantic story. The wedding took place on board a boat in international waters off the Irish coast. And um, everything seemed to be going well at first, but now, and it you know hasn't even been what? It hasn't even been a year. And, and now apparently they're breaking up, which is, which is really the second bad break for Jack because he was executed um, on the high seas in the 1700s. So he's executed, he's dead, he's a ghost. He finally finds love. And now that is even falling apart. Um, pretty sad. In fact, I, I heard that they split up after a bad argument I guess they just weren't soulmates. But, you know, I hear, I hear he's, he's hooking up with someone else now. And the fact is that relationship has been on the last leg for a while. So they tried to patch it up, but it just didn't work. Suppose the, the, the romance was dead in their relationship. It was hard, too, because she wanted him to talk more, but he wouldn't say boo. Plus, I mean, he could never set foot in their living room, which was hard. But I'm sure he'll do fine on the dating scene because, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good-looking ghost. And as I say, if you got it, haunted. Um, ghouls just want to have fun, if you know what I mean. And the thing is, they would get into fights because the pirate's parrot, his ghost parrot, would poop all over the place. And his wife would say, why is the parrot doing that? And the pirate would say, well, hey, look, it's totally parrot normal. <clears throat> that was a stretch. I... 
I was trying to go for paranormal, but parrot, and it's just, it, it didn't work. All right. Um, I got to just, I got to leave it there. I could go on for another five minutes with the pun. By the way, soul matey was, that's a, that is a double pun because you got the matey for the, for the pirate soul, S-O-U-L, soul, because he's dead. So you see that it's a double pun. And, uh, all right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Godspeed. I'm Michael Knowles of The Michael Knowles Show. Today, Time reports the fakest news of the year. The Oscars may not have any host at all, and Chuck and Nancy make a huge mistake during an explosive Oval Office meeting. We will discuss it all. Go to dailywire.com to hear it.